Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here. I'm here with Megan Howard. How are you, Megan? Good. How are you? Good. And this is the Rumor Has It podcast. I can't believe it's episode 21. Have we counted that right? Yes. I made this sure This is actually 21. It is 21. It seems like episode two. It, it, it just like it's it. flown by. And we've, we've had some amazing guests on over these 21 episodes, and we're loaded up with another out, outstanding guest today. We have Sydney King. How are you, Sydney? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. We are certainly glad to have you. And we are, had a theme. So we had our last podcast. We talked to an artist, Aaron Smith Glenn. Yep. Um, and she was terrific and loved hearing her story. And uh, we have another artist here today, which we're certainly uh, happy to have. And, and as an appreciator of art, but unable to actually do any of it, um, it fascinates me, the folks that have talent. And you're lo- we were looking at a sketch here that you were sketching while you kind of waited for us to get going. And I couldn't get that far. That's how impressive it is. So. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like to sketch while I wait. I never go anywhere without my sketchbook. So let's get into that. Let's talk about first your background. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we got started here. Um, you're not from Fairborn, but you're a Fairborn resident now. Yes, we have lived here for about, shoot, eight years now. Um, wow. So tell me how, how you made it to, to Fairborn. What uh, what brought you here? How'd you make it here? What, uh, you know, obviously didn't grow up here. So let's talk about that. Well, Hey, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, North County in Spanish Lake. Uh, I met my husband at the school we went to out there, Webster University, which is in Webster Groves. Uh, we met the very first day of freshman move-in, and we actually became friends first. We were very good friends for most of our college experience there, and then he proposed senior year. <laughs> and... Uh, then we had we had a deal at the time uh, when we graduated. Whoever got the better paying job, that's where we would go. Okay, and he got it, so we came up here. But we didn't want to live all the way up in Bell Fountain uh, because he had gotten a job at WHIO at the time. Okay, so we wanted to be closer to Dayton, and we tried Yellow Springs. We unfortunately could not find any houses within our budget that we liked. Right, so we looked at Fairborn. We, we, I thought it was cute. I thought it was quaint. I love Halloween. So yeah. boys was calling my name here. Right. <laughs> so once the, um, we found a, an apartment, a nice apartment, actually across from Community Park. Yep. Community Park or Central Park, the bigger one. That's on Dayton Yellow Springs Road. Community we, Park. Community yep. Park. Uh, so that was our first apartment there. And we stayed there for about a year. Then we moved up the street to Old Yellow Springs Road. Okay. to another apartment um then i got pregnant and we bought a house okay <laughs> and the rest as i say is history right mm-hmm. great well we love having you in fairborn and and that's a great story i mean i know there's probably a lot of people that have very similar experience with you know moving here um, most like typically i don't know the whios are a very common thing but most people come here for the base and love it here and just don't ever decide to leave, which is terrific. Yeah. Um, we just happen to like Fairborn, and we actually, where we are, we live on Bob Street, and the base is right there. We see the fence. We can Where we are, we could see the airstrip, so we see the planes take off and land, and that gets kind of loud sometimes. But. I bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you tone it out after a certain while. It doesn't barely register anymore. Yeah. Good. So... You're an artist. Let's talk about uh, what type of art do you prefer? What is your preferred medium and and what do you do with that? Well, as an artist, my main emphasis, I, starting off in college, I was a graphic design major. Okay. 
And then halfway through, I actually switched through to studio art and drawing as my emphasis. Okay. And I've never looked back. And so drawing is my main emphasis. I use inks, watercolors, pastels, charcoals. Sometimes I, I dabble with watercolor and acrylics. Sure. But not to say I don't shy away from other mediums too. I enjoy playing around with ceramics as well or printmaking. Um, I admire people who can do sculpture. I am not very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I admire just artists in general. So, and you mentioned you never go anywhere without your sketchbook. Um, has that always been, the, did you know from an early age that you wanted to do art? Yes, I did. Um, both of my parents are also practicing artists. They're oh. not professional, but my sister and I are the two professional artists. Really? Yep. They kind of nurtured it from a very young age. I guess once they saw that we kind of had a knack for it, they kind of kept pushing for it too. And I remember actually growing up, I didn't really like coloring books. I wanted blank books that I could make my own pictures with. Yeah. And it's funny because my son, Isaac, who was four now, he's also like that. Okay. If we try if we try to give him coloring books, he'll do them, but it doesn't capture his attention very long. If you give him a blank sketchbook, he'll draw on it and draw on it and draw on it. And he loves those. That's fantastic. Genetic, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I always like the coloring books because I need something to give me like the parameters of what. <laughs> yeah, right. What to do? You're a color inside the lines kind of a person. Yeah, I mean that's. Although I do like coloring outside the lines, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's probably also an issue as well with lots of things. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah, they always just kind of nurtured that, and they would start to they would buy us art supplies every year. Um, they would start to teach us um, how to refine our skills a little more. It was growing up, I guess now I, I didn't like a lot of them because sometimes it would just get, I guess I got frustrated. But later, now looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what would I be doing without those? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm guessing your family doesn't buy cards for each other. Like you probably make stuff and <laughs> give it back and forth. Um, <laughs> as my parents are getting older, they buy cards now, okay. but I still make cards and I enjoy making them by hand and sure i that's just a, a little thing i don't sell them or anything they're just for it's just a fun thing for me to do and i i think people enjoy getting them yeah absolutely so do you have a certain um subject that you like to draw or do you draw pretty much anything uh i enjoy drawing leaves uh botanicals nature wildlife okay. as well uh, my favorites right now are leaves i enjoy drawing mushrooms and circuits. You may have seen those before. I draw circuits and circuit boards with very technical looking lines and I pair them with leaves. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like showing the contrast between those. That's actually what my whole show at uh, Central State University Dayton campus, that's the whole show right now. It's a collection of my new works with leaves paired with circuits going through them all. Wow. Fantastic. That's yeah, pretty cool. Like if you've not, again, if you've not seen like her artwork it's it's so the the detail that she does it's it's so cool i mean thank you um so sydney let's plug your show so talk yeah. about your show you got you got one going now i do i have a solo exhibition it's my first one in two years okay so it's called digital blossoms it is open right now at central state university's dayton campus so they have a satellite campus in downtown dayton okay and you can see it any time during the week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I had my opening on Sunday. 
Oh, great. How'd they go? It was great. I, oh my gosh. Thank you. Everyone who went and made the trek to go to it. It was standing room only at one point, according to my husband, because he took all the pictures. (laughs) I was just in the moment, just kind of basking in it. And my parents came up and surprised me, which he arranged too. And that was wonderful. And I actually wound up selling uh, five pieces. No kidding. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and then now I have three commissions, too, that I have to work on. So this is actually one commission that I was getting started with. Okay. So do you, um, let me, and again, I'm not an artist, so I'm sorry if this is this comes out a little clunky in asking this question, but um, we asked, one of the things we asked Erin when she was here last, last time was, do you have a muse? Do you have like a, is there like something inside you that like is a, and again, I'm sorry if this is not coming out as as eloquently as I would like it to be, but is there something like that calls to you to do certain things? That makes sense. Uh, yes, it does. And first of all, it's okay. That wasn't clunky at okay, all. Um, as many artists as there are, we also need art appreciators right. as well. Um, we need people to just admire it too, um, and don't be afraid to ask. How did you do that? Right. As well. So we're all for that. Um, my. If I have a muse, I suppose it would be nature. Okay. Um, my family, we like to go out on walks. We like to uh, go on little nature hikes and everything. We actually love Oaks Quarry. Right. My, my son loves that place. <laughs> he just runs like crazy through it, and he wants to climb on all the rocks. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's um, a little different park, but it's, if yeah, if you like it, it's certainly for you. That one's his favorite, and he actually brings me leaves. Too. Oh, nice. like, look, mommy, a pretty leaf, and he'll give it to me, and I keep it for a while and draw it. So my muse would be nature as well. Okay. Well, if if that's your, uh, then we're certainly blessed in this area with some really nice, uh, not just parks, but we have wetlands that you can can go to. There's the Pearls Fen. There's plenty of opportunity to to get out into nature and to see some of the beautiful things we have in this region. So where did the where did your digital focus come? And mixing with the leaves and like, where did that kind of get born out of? Um, okay. Yeah. This is actually kind of an interesting story. I, I enjoy telling this one too. Um, it started actually way back in undergrad when I, um, my advanced drawing class, we were given a natural object and we had to study it and keep it for a week. Um, it could be any kind of natural object or or um, man-made too. You just had to keep it for a week and study it and draw it over and over and over again. So I had a leaf. I had about a leaf the size of my hand. And as I kept it for a week, it crumbled, you know, it died and disintegrated. And just the skeleton was left after a while. And then I was like, well, these kind of look like our veins. So I thought about what if I paired those with an actual figure to show how we're still connected to nature as well. And sometimes it's not that not that different. Right. So I did that and I just started drawing winged figures of people with leaves as their wings. And then I, I still do that every now and then, but not so much now. Um, recently I've been trying to move away from that and not be so literal. So I kept thinking, well, what's something I can use to stand for humanity without actually being a person? And then I thought, well, um, technology is a very human thing. Right. So I thought, well, what if I started playing with those lines um, and pair those with the free form, free flowing lines that nature gives? And I kind of like the stark contrast of straight and rigid. Um, sure. There's a very particular 
reason why each thing is there in a soap in a circuit. Right. Um, so I liked how they looked against a leaf. So I started putting those together and then those started getting a lot of traction. Um, I kept thinking these are quite pretty and mean a lot to me. So I just kept doing them. And then those got more and more attention and some artists too, that I respect too in the area were like, Oh my gosh, you need to keep doing this. This is like, these are going somewhere. Hmm. So I really want to keep, keep going with these. I enjoy those. So that's where that came from. Very cool. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. it's it's quite the contrast too. Um, you know, you've got the the progressive nature of technology. Mm-hmm. You know that that has the potential to take nature away, right? And but yeah, you've got you know the beauty of nature as well. And so you know to kind of put them together is a it's just an interesting contrast. Yeah, it's so. also um, also a, a bit of a nod to how I see genetic modification mm-hmm. as well. Like how we use technology to make plants grow bigger, taste better, last longer, do what we want them to do. Right. But what is it doing to the plant right. as well? So that's kind of my my view when I make those, what I'm trying to show with that. Very cool. Interesting. So this is a, I'm going to get off the beaten path here a little bit, but the two artists we've interviewed, you and, and Aaron, both had a, there's a social commentary in their art not just the beauty of the art, mm-hmm. but there's a social commentary part. How much do you think about that when you're putting your art together? Is that just something that, you know, is, is a natural part of art? Again, not being an artist, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that, but I figured I'd ask the question. Um, well, it's fine when you're making art, like kind of in the moment, you're, I kind of tune out. It's kind of like a, a meditation okay. for me, if I will. Like kind of, it's not like my brain shot's completely off, but it's like, I'm just, I'm just there. Um, thinking about social issues with that, it kind of comes after the fact, after I'm, I've made it all and what I want to see. Sure. You mentioned some local artists have given you feedback. I'll ask the question that I ask. Most artists are also art appreciators. Um, who are some of the, the artists that you uh, are patterning yourself after that you like, that you follow? I know you probably can't just name one. There's probably a several in different genres. Uh, but who are some of the artists that you really enjoy and and um, like to like their art? Living or not living? Both. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose not living first because that's a bit easier. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm really drawn to the Impressionists. So I was really fond of Van Gogh and Seurat, especially he's the pointillism guy. Right. Okay. Um, I really enjoy their work and how they use methods of market mark making to make an entire picture right? and focus on the process of that too, instead of just the end result. So you, I, and you've done pointillism, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you've done, gosh, <laughs> I know you shared some stuff and I've looked at it and I'm like, ah, it's way beyond anything I've had the patience to do. Pointillism does take a lot of patience, but it's also very, meditative as well because you just have to do that that dot making over and over and over again right it's definitely your meditation yeah yeah (laughs) um and then i guess leonardo da vinci too because he was he i guess he was my first artist that i really really admired and not just because he painted but because he did a whole bunch of other stuff and then i kept his i bought some of the things where they translated his sketchbooks 
And those are oh, so wow. funny to me because one, he makes lists of things that he wanted to do during the day. And it said, like, one list was figure out the muscular the muscular and skeletal structure of a crane's wing. And then underneath it said, make soup. <laughs> or um or buy bread for soup <laughs> so I, I i love that kind of insight into his mind a little bit too sure. living oh my goodness there are so many because i work in an art gallery now so i get to meet different artists all the time um one artist who oh my goodness um aaron smithland obviously i just admire her drive how much she's a lot more prolific than I am hmm. and <laughs> my goodness she does so much and I'm so proud of her um, I'm glad to call her my friend as well um, an artist that I got to see their studio in downtown Dayton and I've, I've always admired their work is Amy Deal hmm. she yep. is an artist in Dayton she uses she paints and then she also uses this thing with single-use plastic and she uses those to make her compositions as well. So Interesting. I, those are really fan, fantastic abstract pieces. Um, and they work because she's trying to reduce, you know, carbon footprint and raise awareness of how much plastic we are actually using, like in a single day or in a single week. Um, so those are fantastic to look at. Huh. And this one artist we had, we had... Um, Actually, there's also one artist who's not living as well that I've recently become come to admire. And his name was Curtis Barnes Sr. He was a, a Daytonian and he was a painting professor too. And he was such a prolific painter too. And we had his show at uh, the Contemporary Dayton where I work um, a few years ago. And they were just these gorgeous portraits of his family, his friends, his neighborhood. And we actually share the same birthday, April 10th. <laughs> So, um, and his son brought his work in and they, they were so caked on with paint and you could tell, you could just see the artist's hand in it and like, it's very intentional, all of it. Mm. So that's something I really, really enjoyed. And there's too many living right. artists to count. <laughs> that was a leading question. I didn't mean to, to <laughs> put that heavy burden on you to try to think of people. Let me ask it a different way. Um, Dayton seems to have a pretty robust art scene uh, with there's a certainly plenty of artists in the Dayton area that we've met and come across that do fabulous work and are becoming nationally, internationally known. Of course, there's, you know, Bing Davis, who's a legend. Oh, uh, living in, legend. In art, right. <laughs> and, and he's just phenomenal. And so how, how would you characterize kind of the art scene in Dayton um, and what's your experience been with it? Um, I suppose I have two versions, I guess, of that. Okay. It would be, I guess, from the professional point where I work in a gallery, so I get to, I meet artists all the time. Yeah. So professionally, it is thriving because there's just so many that come through our doors and so many that um, we get to interact with and help, I guess, bring new eyes to their work as okay. well. And then from a fellow artist, I find it also very kind of, warm almost inviting because after because it getting breaking into any art scene is kind of intimidating a little bit but then once you're there uh, and you make the effort to go to other artists openings and see their studios you you start to see artists everywhere in the Dayton area you just kind of run into each other you're bound to 
you're bound to run into four or five others that you just happen to know that are there. So, and I don't know how to even ask this question other than to ask it, is it competitive or, I mean, because when you say warm, I don't think of a competitive scene then. It doesn't feel competitive to me. Um, I don't know if any other artists feel that way, but from what I've experienced, it feels like a, it feels, a, it feels more like a large collective as well. Okay. Um, yes, there are different organizations, organizations out vying for artists' attention and for um, non-art artists' attention as well. But I think the beauty of it is that there's so many and so diverse and there's plenty of opportunities. You just have to know where to look. Gotcha. And I don't, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that because, and I don't know why I've always pictured it as this like competitive thing. Um, and I don't know, just, and maybe it's somewhat the nature of, of how it's always been portrayed at times, but it's, I suppose it's nice to hear that it, it from your perspective, it's not. From my perspective, it doesn't feel very competitive. Um, it feels, it actually feels like I want to be better. Seeing, um, seeing my artist friends that are doing so well and making such this, this amazing work that they push out into the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to be better. It makes me want to do better. Um, even wants me to be better at my job, help me, help me professionally, help other artists too that aren't, that aren't quite sure where to get started, help point them in the right direction. I think, do you, I get the sense that there's a lot of, I won't say part-time artists, but there are a lot of folks that do art that it's not their primary job. Um, and I've come across several people just in the professional world. Like I worked in the city of Kettering for a period of time and we had, in just our department, there were, <laughs> they called them an art lunch. Once a week, these couple of people in the office would get together just to do their art and talk and just be supportive of each other. One of them is Terry Welker. Oh, I know Terry. Uh, Terry does the the mobiles uh, that oh, you see. Okay. He's got pieces all over the city. Um, and, you know, he would just sit there and kind of sketch his stuff. And it was just an opportunity to talk about art and just it seemed to be very collaborative and supportive. Um, and just so I, I get the sense that but Terry is a, not an artist. Well, he might be now, but he also has a day job, right? <laughs> so he does probably two full-time jobs. One is art and one is his, what he does during the day. But there seems to be, in my mind... And maybe I'm wrong, but may, there seems to be a lot of folks that do that. They, they, art is their release, art is their really passion, but they have a day job that kind of pays the bills. Yeah, I, I learned that early on that, yes, this is what I want to do um, professionally for the rest of my life. I want to do that, but I also have to be a little realistic and I got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got to, I got to pay bills somehow. And selling art isn't as consistent as I'd like it to be yet. So when when that happens, I have to speak that into fruition. Absolutely. When that happens, I will I'll be all for it. But until then, I will have I'll keep my secondary job. So do you get as much enjoyment out of selling the art as you do out of making it? Um, yes, a little. I, I am thrilled when I find out that someone wants to buy it yeah. because it's 
I put myself on the paper. So it's like I'm giving a piece of my heart to somebody else. Sure. So, and somebody wants it that badly enough to have it in their home. I'm thrilled for that. I am also, I'm also just happy, just as happy making the art too. Um, a lot of artists that I know too, they make art because we feel like we have to. And this is just what we, we enjoy the making of it too. If you don't sell anything, it's fine. I'm just happy to make it. Is it part of your therapy? Yeah. Doing art. That's a, most so definitely. You, so you get focused, you kind of get in, in a, in a zone, if you will. Is that your kind of the way you it's, it's work my ther- through stuff? Yep. It's my therapy. It's my medicine. Um, actually, sometimes even if I don't draw for a while too, I get these, I get testy, I get irritated easily. And my husband's like, just go draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, go sit downstairs for a while. Go, like, don't come out for an hour and just draw. Do you have a studio in your house that's just your space? I do. I have, My studio is in our basement, but it's a it's a lovely basement, so it's not like I'm in a dungeon. Oh, sure. Or anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, yes, my my studio is down there. Okay. Now, does Isaac have his own little studio beside him? <laughs> no, he yeah. has a little easel in his room. Does he? He still wants to... He's, he used to want to help me on my drawings a lot. Yeah. So that's when I started giving him his own sketchbooks to do that. Um, and he doesn't want to help me so much anymore, but he still he still wants to do his own thing right now. Interesting. It'd be a really cool thing to have you both sketch the same thing and do that as an art show. <laughs> <laughs> he has he's had he has had um, actually a piece in an art show with me before. Uh, his first finger painting. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. We we framed that. And um, we put it in an art show. And then I have one piece that he drew that he said was me. And it was the, I guess, the first comprehensive face that I have seen that him actually draw. And he said it was me. I had braids at the time, so my hair was long in the picture. And he drew one eye and then the lines coming down like, oh, my gosh, this is me. I'm keeping this forever and ever and ever. <laughs> like This is the one I am going to keep. The rest of his pieces maybe not so much but that one i'm keeping when you when, just take the picture of it mm-hmm. or when he becomes a world famous artist that goes into the, you know, the <laughs> gallery right, right? Okay. <laughs> his early work <laughs> his early work uh, sydney anything that we you'd like to to talk about i know you know we've talked about your show that you've got going on which is great do you want to anything that we missed anything that you want to get off your chest and let the people of the the followers and people that download this know um where can we find you at? How about that? Oh, you can oh, yeah. you can find me online. I have a website. Just type in my name. My name is different spelled than the traditional Sydney. So it's C-Y-D-N-I-E and then deedking.com. I also have an Instagram under the same name okay. as well. And you can also come see me at my job too, Contemporary Dayton. We're downtown Dayton on 25 West 4th Street. Okay. And... You could also see me at my show because I will be there every couple of days checking on my work. How much longer will your art be up at the Central State Date Campus? It's there till April 28th. Okay. It's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Um, we can edit this if we need to, but I want to ask you, what's your favorite piece in the Dayton Art Institute? Oh. <laughs> I didn't ask this of Aaron. I should have. <laughs> oh. You're an impression. You like impressionists. Is I like their, imp- their collection is okay for Dayton, Ohio, I think. I think so. Um, 
shoot, now I'm trying to think now. <laughs> That's okay. I put you on the spot. I'm it, sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> the last time we went, it was to see the Black Life is Visual Rhythms. I think it was, yeah, it was a traveling show. And there was one of a black woman standing up with her hair and braids kind of waving out like oceans behind her. And I thought that one was very lovely and it's funny because Alex or Isaac looked at it and went, Mommy, that's you. Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, that that one was quite nice for me. And then I'm also a fan. There's a there's a Bing Davis pastel piece that's there and I love his work and I enjoy watching him work. He's also one of my uh favorite artists right now. Him and his wife Audrey. Audrey is a gifted artist too. She makes jewelry, but she doesn't always show it. And I wish she would more. So Audrey, if you're listening, put <laughs> your work out there. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll try to see if we can tag them somehow. I tried last time. <laughs> figure out how to do it again. If there's any way, yeah, we can <laughs> Yeah. That would certainly help people download the podcast. I think <laughs> they give us a shout out. <laughs> we get some recognition. See if we can figure that out. <laughs> well, Sydney, thanks for being with us. You oh, want to yeah. hang around while we go over some other things? And sure. You're welcome to weigh in if you have any yeah. thoughts or And if you think about opinions, anything else that you forgot, do, yeah. feel oh, free to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is actually in. one oh, small thing first. Absolutely. Um, I'm also in a small artist group with Erin, actually. We're called Women Strong. She might have mentioned it. Um, it is a group of about eight or nine of us women who are um, artistically and ethnically diverse. And we travel around Dayton with our with our exhibition of art as well. And our next opening will be March 19th at Westminster Presbyterian Church in downtown Dayton. Cool. Did you just have an event recently, like within the last couple of weeks or no? Uh, yes, we did. We had um, a small opening at uh, Dayton Metro Library. Okay. Fantastic. Very cool. Great. Thanks for sharing that. It's appropriate. Yeah. It's yeah. Women's History Month. It is yeah. History Isn't month. today International Women's Day? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. The 8th. Uh, so maybe when this... Well, the, <laughs> Yes, actually, I will have it out tomorrow. We'll have it out tomorrow. So today is International Women's Day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the day this will be put out to the world. All right. Woman power. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about some projects, Megan. You want to go over a couple things? We have something coming up here in the next, well, almost a week. A week. So say eight, seven, 11 days from now? Yes. Well, yeah. No, not nine. I'm so bad at math. Nine. Ten, nine days. Nine, (laughs) ten, eleven. Something within the... You didn't hire me to be mad. A little over a week, right? A little over a week. We've got St. Patrick's Day coming up. St. Patrick's, yeah. This will be our fourth time doing St. Patrick's? I believe. Maybe third. With COVID, we had to stop it a couple years. So I think this will be our third. Um, This is our annual St. Patrick's Day event we do with WTUE and iHeartRadio. That is uh, going to be a Friday this year. So that is March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Come to downtown Fairborn at Main and Broad. And starting at 1130, we've got four bands. We have um, anything you want. Well, not anything. We have drinks. We have food trucks. We have 10 bucks get you in all day. You can come and go as you need to. Uh, You can visit some of the other restaurants and places downtown. Uh, we hope to see you downtown for St. Patrick's Day. Do you want uh, you want the food trucks? Yeah, I got them. You, why don't you go ahead? All right, so we have um, Billy Gold's Bubble Tea. Which is a huge food truck. That's a huge get. Uh, Christian Brothers Food Truck. Do you like those? Uh, Olympia Queen. Yep. Uh, Philly Pretzel Factory. All right. Should be fun. Uh, Schmitz. Schmitz is always a big draw. What the Taco. 
and Frida's food truck. Trailer. So we'll get a we'll get people probably coming just for the food trucks that don't even give a rip about music, right? And want to eat at the food truck. Want to eat the food trucks, right? Right. Yeah. So that starts at eleven thirty. We have four bands. Uh, I'm going to try to do this from memory. I don't know the times. So I'm going to go from memory. We have Dulahan kicking it off. Correct. Followed by the Weekend Effect. Correct. Followed by a band called Is It Big Mother? Big Mother. Big Mother, <laughs> which sounds like a good rock band. I mean, if you're going to call, you know, that's a by name only. And then wrapping the show up will be the Hathaways. We'll, we'll prove it. We'll, Correct. And we also have uh, Dwyer dance. School of Irish Dance Sid, is going to give a performance or two there. And they're amazing. So, yeah, come on out. And it's a good day. It's Friday. You know, just take the day off. We'll, we'll, yeah. You know, tell them Rob said you get to have the day off. Just it, unless you work for the city of Fairborn. Um, <laughs> if you work, take the day off uh, and come, come to downtown Fairborn. We should, we should give like time. what they do when the, your team wins a Super Bowl. We yeah, should give like, like a permission notes. slip. Yeah, we should give like a permission slip to like people. I, I'm afraid too many employees That's, will try to turn them into <laughs> to <laughs> and we won't be able to operate. That's true. <laughs> so, we won't do that then. Uh, but yeah, so come on out for. Are you going to Are you going to join us? That's Friday. I probably have to work. Okay, but my That's husband okay. might. He works from home. So. Oh. oh, perfect. It'll be right close to I think Maine and Broad. That's in the vicinity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Uh, we've got uh, spring forward this week. Daylight savings time kicks in. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Is this the last year for it? I sure hope so. I think we're, are they doing away with it? I or hope so. going to they permanent daylight savings talking time? talking about it. So. I don't know. It always wrecks the yeah. world. Uh, again. I, Wreck, wrecks every kid with a routine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could do research on these things. I don't, but <laughs> I could. And then You think we would. Probably be a much more, much better podcast to listen to if yep. I did some research, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. So we spring forward this weekend on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you're going to lose an hour. So go to bed an hour early and get the same I amount of sleep. I thought about that after I signed up for the race. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk. That's a good segue. Good job, Megan. Uh, we have the first four coming up. We do. Uh, next week. And that is the the big hoopla that is put on by a, a consortium of local businesses and communities and counties. Uh, that's the first four NCAA basketball mm-hmm. games. Uh, and our part of it is we are a sponsor. The city is a sponsor of the big four, or the first four, big hoopla. And the reason we do that is they donate tickets for our, uh, military families that are right. stationed here that maybe don't have family, so they can go and enjoy the basketball games. And Correct. to date, I think the number is in the four hundred thousand ticket range have been donated since they started that program. Wow! And That's a lot. so yeah, it's it's terrific, and it's a great tie-in to Wright Patterson Air Force Base. It's very appreciated by the uh, the military community, and so we are happy to. Help donate that, and that starts on Tuesday of next week. Yes, uh, with the first two games, and then Wednesday with another set of games, and then those teams, the winning teams, will move on, become part of the bigger tournament that starts on Thursday. But if you don't want to go or can't go to those two games, and if you have younger kids up until like age eight, I don't even know what the age is. Again, we could have done the research, right? <laughs> but they have something on Sunday. Um, so there's a STEM challenge that STEM goes challenge. on on Sunday. Yes. Uh, that's at the Dayton Convention Center. Uh, you should get something. Most schools send something home yes. uh, with the students. And if you are so inclined, there's people from wright Patterson Air Force Base. There's local uh, businesses that set up these STEM-oriented things. So you can take your kids 
to go through there and check out the STEM events. It's really cool. It, it, there's some really good stuff in there, and it's all, it doesn't cost a thing. It's all free. Yeah. Uh, you get to go through and, and see some of the really cool stuff that happens in this region. And where is that again? It's at the Dayton Convention Center. Yeah. Uh, when it started, it started at uh, CJ, Charlotte oh Julian High School, and it the, even from year one, it was so incredibly crowded. Uh, they needed a bigger venue, so they uh, luckily were able to secure the Dayton Convention Center. And so that starts on Sunday the time. I don't know. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, you can check the show I'm notes. I'm guessing 9 o'clock or something. I think it is early in the morning. Again, you should have gotten some information home. They try, I think they try to send to most local schools. Uh, but we'll put I something in the, in the show notes, and you can check that out. If you don't necessarily have the opportunity to, to pay to see some basketball uh, the basketball teams practice at UD Arena, and there's open practices. If you want to come down, those are free. You can come down and watch these teams practice. They do a really good job of uh, opening up the UD Arena for that. You can come down and watch and see some of these teams. And we usually get one or two um, high high major teams that come here um, in the past. And some one year was even UD was here, and they played. So hopefully we can get some some good things that are that are really good draw. Okay, so I got the information. Okay, Look here we that. go. Thank you. Good, good. Good vamping. Right. right. Uh, opens at 11 a.m. And uh, exhibitors open and flights begin at 1 p.m. Whatever that Great. means. And you can, I'll put the stuff in the show notes for the registration. But And yeah, again, there's no free. cost. It's all free. Um, I think they group the kids together and there's some type of a competition that you do. I, I, again, I've my kids are were too old for that when we got started. So yeah. I didn't get a chance to take them. But please uh, come out and show up for that. The challenge is for, like the STEM challenge specifically, is open to K through eight, eight students. Great. Like K through eight, but um, I think any anybody with kids can probably go. Great. So, um, and then the last thing I think we have on here is. No, there's two things on there. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, there's two uh, things on there. We'll get to the second so one. So we'll get to the second one. We'll do the second one first. Sign up for HyperReach. Sign up for Hyper. yes. Uh, with the bad weather we had. Uh, last week, we can tend to send out some information through HyperReach. So yeah. um, you can go on our website, sign up for that with your cell phone number if you need be. And what we'll do is if there's an emergency we need to contact you, we'll send a one, essentially a one call or a one one message everybody will get. Uh, we did have some severe weather come through last week or week, week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and so we opportunity to get notified by HyperReach. Um, and that's a good way to stay in the know if there's an emergency like a train derailment. Uh, we would Correct. send out a hyper-reach notice and let people know uh, what they need to do. Let's not speak that into existence. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and then I'll throw in here, this isn't a note, but if you are, if you have a water bill, um, and Sydney, I imagine you do. Yes. Um, you can sign up for our leak detection program where yes. if you have a leak or you start to, your water starts to run continuously, we have a monitoring system that will notify you if they notice some uh, irregular activity with your water bill. They will send you a text message say, hey, you've got this regular activity uh, and can save you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, we've had people who have had toilets that run. They don't know about it. It's in a bathroom. They don't check. And they had a you know $200 water bill that they weren't expecting uh, the next the next month. So I actually had one like three years ago send me an email when we were in our staff meeting. Because you had some, Because I had WaterSmart. Yeah. yeah. So sign up for WaterSmart. It's a great technology that our, we're able to do with our water meters. Um, it will, can save you potentially hundreds of dollars if, again, if you have a bathroom you don't check very often or, you know, you have a something, a, a pipe that's leaking that you're not sure about and can't see, it can notify you of those types of things and save you some money. Yep, it's good stuff. And the last one, 
Uh, Rob, yesterday you had your sixth anniversary of working here. I did. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. City I manager. It. Nice Thank job. you. It's, uh, I, so what I will say about that is the average tenure of a city manager is between three to five years. So, and they tell you that, I mean, from day one of grad school, that was really the thing that got hammered into my brain. Um, is that it's a, not a long tenure typically. So, uh, much to the chagrin of some people that listen to this podcast for, <laughs> The wrong reasons. Um, I've stayed on six years. Hopefully, there's six more in me, um, if if council had me. But it, again, I am fortunate to work with some wonderful people. Get to interview some amazing people in the community, and just the day to day stuff we do here is, just blows my mind. So, um, I couldn't I couldn't have the success. I wouldn't be here for one for everybody in the organization and the support of the community has been terrific. Yeah. So, so congratulations, happy anniversary, and uh, it's a pleasure to work with you every day and to do the podcast with you and. Um, we do some really cool stuff here. Uh, and in the last uh, five years that I've, well, five years in May that I will have worked for the city of Fairborn, I think we have done some pretty amazing stuff. Um, we've built spark, which is love spark starting to, uh, rock and roll. Um, yeah. and we've got some good businesses coming into town. Um, we have, uh, Kroger's, we've got Pepsi, we've got, Menards, we've got Dairy Queen, um, we've got some base contractors and defense contractors. Uh, we've done some really cool and, stuff. And Dairy Queen may be my, the most impressive thing that's happened <laughs> since I've been here. <laughs> Certainly one of the most talked about. And again, I, I, that's coincidence on my part. We have some wonderful people that work to get that project yeah. done. Uh, and but yeah, thanks for it. And let's please not, and let's not please end this on, on that. Let's no, but talk I just, about something else. But I appreciate it. I again. know that you like you don't like that kind of stuff and you very rarely talk about you. So I just wanted to make sure that well, thanks. people I, knew that. Can I say, I'm also, you know, really happy too about the expansion of the dollar general that's on Bob street that now it's a market. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how convenient and wonderful that is. So I don't have to drive all the way to the other side of Fairborn to get to Kroger. Yeah. 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 Thank you for saying that. I we love that we could walk to it if yeah. we wanted to. So like if we need eggs at the last minute, or not eggs now because they're so expensive, but right. But like if we needed bread or we needed milk or um, some other small grocery thing that we just don't feel like driving all the way to Kroger to get to, so we just my husband and I we love that. And I think the one problem I'd like to solve, and I'm not sure that it's, it's probably going to take longer than I have left to, to work, but is to do a full-blown grocery store on the north side of town. I think there's definitely a demand there, and there are folks that would love to have an alternative to Kroger uh, that is maybe a full – and not enough, not knocking uh, the Dollar General on the market they have because that's a certainly a needed resource. But if there was something that was a more uh, robust market there, I think it could be really cool. Slightly, a little slightly bigger. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's for those of us who live on this side, there's, there's nothing else. And yeah, there was the CVS. Right. Sort right. of. And the, right. or Speedway. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, John might go there. <laughs> I mean, that's, if we need something quick. That's, yeah. We, we can go there too. So we need toilet paper. Yeah. Right. It's right, right. there. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. That's absolutely. We use it too. So. So thanks. Appreciate that. So before we go, Sydney, anything that you'd like to say? Anything that uh, let's plug your show one more time. Sure. It is Digital Blossoms and it is at Central State University, uh, downtown Dayton campus. Fantastic. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It was great to hear your story and thanks for sharing. 
uh, look forward to I'm going to go down to Central State to see your art because I think that's a really cool concept and I look forward to going down there and taking a look at it. Thank you. Yep, it's on the second floor. So you just go right in and there's a receptionist and you'll see there's a poster there too with my face on it. So just <laughs> take that and then take the elevator up and it's there. Perfect. Thank you. Megan, any last words? Mm, no. All right. No. Well, episode 21 is a resounding success. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. We'll see you around town. So this is why you listen to the entire podcast. We do a little Easter egg at the end. Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you another question. Uh, if we did an art an art rap project mm-hmm. where we've and I don't, are you part of the, were you part of the art raps in downtown Dayton? Yes, I did. Uh, we would like to do an art rap project here. Oh, in uh, downtown Fairborn. In downtown <laughs> Fairborn, where okay. we cover some of those electric boxes with some really cool art. What's what's your opinion of that? I think that's a really neat way to. Um, bring artwork to people who don't necessarily think they can go into an art gallery or don't know how to get to one. So it, it's kind of neat a way to cover. I mean, I kind of think they're giant eyesores anyway. Right. So I think covering them with this kind of vinyl is pretty neat. And what downtown Dayton did, they used a printing company yep. that printed on, I forget what type of vinyl it was, but it's sort of weatherproof. Oh, great. And they use that and just wrap it all the way around. From the artist's perspective, how difficult was that? Was it just a, an artist call and then you submitted a, a proposal? I did not submit one because I was facilitating it, so I couldn't okay. do that. But um, as an artist, it really wasn't that hard. You just submit to the call. I could say that as an artist. As the facilitator, it was a bit challenging because there were over 100 applicants. Sure. Uh, when downtown Dayton put the call out, and since they have a wider, slightly wider radius, sure. so a lot more people applied to that. Do the artists get paid for their artwork? If they're selected, yes. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, what was the payment? That Was it hundreds um, or thousands? The, uh, the artists that were picked, I think they picked 15 of them. Okay. And they all got $500 each. Okay. So totally doable. Yeah. Totally doable. Okay. Yeah. So. I think the what Dayton wanted to do was make sure that the artists at least got paid for their work. Right. Because, yeah, you're asking an artist to make something. Absolutely. And yeah. so I, I believe the same thing. I think if asking people for free art is kind of a shady way of getting some things done. Right. So, um, and the last question I have for you is if we did that in Fairburn, would you mind helping us do it since you have the experience? Sure. Why not? Okay. Good. Great. So that was a great Easter egg. Thanks for, like thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Sydney. Appreciate it. Thank you all again.